God, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here, to worship here. We thank you for allowing us to feel your presence while we are in this place. Calm any anxiety of the chaos of this time and allow us to be here in this place and worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Holy, holy, 
they complained, like, a lot. You see, I freed the Israelite people from slavery in Egypt. Then I gave them food to eat and water to drink, and I gave them rules, like, don't kill each other, respect your parents, and make sure to take a day to rest every week. But the people still complained. I, I tried to tell the people how great God is, because God is great, but the people didn't want to get to know God like I did, which is sad, because kids, God is awesome. So I put the people in time out. Have you ever been sent to time out before? I bet they have. For how long? Probably like five minutes. Well, Moses, want to tell the kids how long I put the people in timeout for? Forty years. Did, did you hear me? Forty years. Yep. 
40 years. It was a long time. The people had to live in the wilderness for 40 years before I would let them enter their promised homeland. So kids, take it from me, Moses. If you don't want to be sent to time out for a really long time, just love God, respect your parents, be kind to others. And I will love you and walk with you every day of your life. So kids, my advice is this. Love God, love others, be kind, make sure to rest so you don't get too cranky, and you will be better off than the Israelites. You will always know the love of God. Good morning. For those of you that ordered the anniversary t-shirts or masks, you can pick up your orders in the narthex after church. And then for today's litany, the cue is Lord in our mercy, and then you'll say, hear our prayers. God, your love never fails, not even when we turn away from you, when we ignore your invitation or desert you for gods of our own making. As you welcome us, so you welcome our prayers. We bring them to you with confidence, knowing that you will hear and answer. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the world you created and the people who share it with us, for countries caught up in war or violent conflict, for regions of the world recovering from hurricanes, fires, and flooding, for these and all the other areas in our world where there is need and despair, Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our local community, for those who are unemployed, for those in prison, for those who are hungry, for those who are alone and afraid, for all our neighbors, both known and unknown to us. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for this congregation, our brothers and sisters in Christ, for those who are ill, for those who are anxious about the future, for those struggling with their faith, for those who minister among us, for all your people in this place, Lord, in your mercy. Pour out your spirit on us. Fix our hearts and minds on what is true and honorable and right. Give us the joy and peace that comes from knowing and doing your will. Keep us faithful to the call we have received in Christ Jesus, our Lord extending your loving invitation to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me all along my pilgrim journey. Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. sorrows walk with me in my sorrows walk with me when my heart within is aching Lord I want Jesus to walk Troubles walk with me in my troubles. Walk 
want Jesus to walk with me. Exodus chapter 33. We will read verses 7 through verse 23. So friends, if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. All right, come on guys. Let's try a little bit harder than that. If you're ready to hear the word of the Lord, I'm rested and rejuvenated, so I need you guys to be excited along with me. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. There you go. Starting with verse 7. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And whenever Moses went to the tent, all the people would rise and stand, each of them at the entrance of their tents, and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, Uh, The pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak to Moses. And when all of the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise and bow down, all of them at the entrance of the tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And then he would return to the camp, but his young assistant, Joshua, son of Nun, would not leave the tent. And so Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now if I have found favor in your sight, show me your way, so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you, God, go with us? In this way we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. And Moses said, Show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you the name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, See, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock while my glory passes by, and I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by, and then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but you shall not see my face. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you. We ask, Lord, that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do while we are here in this place and even out there in the world can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So aside from these two youngins right here, do the rest of you remember the song, uh, What If God Was One of Us from the 90s? It predates you guys, though maybe you've heard of it. Do you guys remember that song, What If God Was One of Us? Are you, see, I hear some, I see, of course, the people are a little bit closer to my age, I don't see definitely, and some in the back. I, I remember the song, What If God Was One of Us, from the 90s, I think I was, like, not much older than Taylor was, and that song used to come on the radio back before, my kids wouldn't even know what that's like, all that they do is ask, you know, Google to play a song for them, and it plays whatever song they actually want, but back when we actually had to listen to the radio, and then a song would come on, and that was a super popular song for a while, What If God Was One of us. And when it, for some reason, when I read Exodus chapter 33, that song will not stop playing in my head. What if God was one of us, you know, just trying to make his way home? It's like this image is in my head as I read Exodus chapter 33, because according to Moses in Exodus chapter 33, God was among them. God walked among them. God's presence was among them. And not just like the presence of the Holy Spirit, but God's full encompassing presence was among the Israelite people while they were wandering in the wilderness after their exodus from Egypt. And so uh, that song just comes into my head because according to Moses, God was among them. I mean, listen to this. It sounds so amazing how apparently Moses and God used to meet together in a tent and talk as if they were friends. Now give me a little raise of the hand if you're a little bit jealous of Moses right now. You know, I mean, imagine just being able to meet in a tent and talk to God as if they were friends. And apparently they used to meet face to face until this kind of thing happens. The Israelites are making God mad again. And so God says, that's it. No longer will you see me face to face. At first, God says, you need to go ahead of you. I'll send an angel or ahead of uh, uh, you need to go on alone without me, God says to Moses and the Israelites. God says, I'll send an angel with you, but I'm not going to go with you. And then it's actually Moses pleading with God to, to come with them. Because God and Moses have this sort of intimate relationship. And Moses knows this relationship. And he loves this relationship. And he doesn't want to go anywhere without God. However, the Israelites are afraid. The Israelites are afraid of God. They finally have freedom. They're out there in the wilderness. They had previously been enslaved in Egypt, and they finally have freedom, and yet they are terrified of that freedom. And they finally have a chance to have this, this close and intimate relationship with God, and yet they're afraid. I mean, even when the, when the Israelite people make that golden calf image, you remember that story. When the Israelite people, it's only a couple chapters earlier, make that golden calf image, that golden calf was actually kind of like a salute to a goddess in Egypt. The Israelite people were finally free and finally able to be in the presence of God, and yet they feared the presence of God which reminds me of another 90s thing. Apparently, when I took a break from technology, my mind went back to the 90s. So the other 90s thing that it reminds me of, and this is some that you guys will all remember, maybe even the youngins over here. Have you guys seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? Oh my goodness, what do you guys do? I see the same nods. Shawshank Redemption. The one where they break out of prison or something. I don't remember the whole movie, but I remember the end of the movie. You guys have some homework to do. You need to go listen to some 90s music and go watch some 90s movies, okay? So um, <laughs> I was a kid of the 90s, so that's, what, that's what's in my mind. But so I, the Israelites remind me of the Morgan Freeman character in Shawshank Redemption. If you're going to go home and watch the movie and you haven't watched it, a little spoiler alert here. But at the end of the movie, I don't remember much of the movie for some reason because it's probably been years since I've seen it. But for, I remember the end of the movie. At the end of it, it's this powerful scene 
where Morgan Freeman is working in a grocery store, so it doesn't seem like it would be super powerful, but he's working in a grocery store, and he asks his manager if he can go to the bathroom, and the manager's like, you don't need to ask me every time that you need to go use the bathroom, but then in a monologue afterwards, Morgan Freeman's character talks about how he can't go unless he asks first, because he'd been imprisoned for so long that he cannot go unless he first asks for permission, and since he had been so imprisoned for so long and all that he knew was fear and he didn't really know freedom all that he knew was fear he actually thought every day of ways that he could break his parole and return to prison that's why the israelites remind me of that character from shawshank redemption because even though they're free even though they have freedom right in front of them, they are wandering in the wilderness, which to them seems like a bad thing, but, but it, was, it was really an awesome thing. It was freedom where they had all these choices in front of them. They were wandering in the wilderness. God was providing them with the food that they needed and the water that they needed to drink. They had all of the freedom that they needed. They had an intimate relationship with God. They might not be courageous to go and to, and to meet in a tent with God, but they witnessed this magnificent spiritual experience with this pillar of cloud every time that Moses went into the tent of meeting they had this amazing thing that so many people could only dream of and yet they wanted back to Egypt so often as they were wondering they're like well we were better off when we were in Egypt we were better off when we were enslaved. We were better off because then we knew what we were going to eat. We knew what time things were going to be done. We knew what was expected of us. We didn't have all this freedom. And so, so often they say that they wanted to go back to slavery. This makes me think that we have two different types of people that we find in Exodus chapter 33. We have most of the Israelites who are afraid of freedom and afraid to be in a relationship with God. And so they try to do things on their own, even to the point where they're willing to go back to enslavement. And then we have Moses. Moses, who was never enslaved. Moses, who doesn't know what it's like to be enslaved, who knows freedom and knows the presence of God and never wants to leave the presence of God. We have those who, who don't understand the freedom and the presence of God and want to go back to enslavement. And then those like Moses who know freedom and know the presence of God and want to stay in the presence of God forever. Which makes me think, do you know what the presence of the Holy Spirit feels like, friends? Have you ever had that, that moment? Maybe you can chime in online if you're watching online, or you can give us a nod or a, or a wave of the hand. If you have ever felt the presence of the Holy Spirit at any time before in your life, have you felt that presence of the Holy Spirit? My hope is that all of you have, even if some of you are a little, a little shy here. We know, a lot of us, what it's like to feel the presence of God. Yes, it might not be in some magnificent tent as we get to see God like an intimate friend, but maybe, maybe we've had those experiences. Those experiences where the Holy Spirit just kind of pauses us and where we get those chills and those goosebumps all up our arms. Those moments where we just pause and we breathe in the breath of God and we know that we're in the presence of God. Hopefully we have had those experiences where we have known and felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Some people in their life here today, not talking about the Israelites, but here today, some people try to run from God. They, they do things to try to escape what they're feeling, and they try to run from God. My kids brought up just yesterday the story of Jonah and the whale because they love that story and trying to run from God. Walter wanted to do another children's moment on that. I said it wasn't where we were right now, but of course it's in my mind now. But there are people today who do try to run from God. Maybe they get themselves into trouble and they try to fix everything on their own. But as they try to fix everything on their own, they usually make matters worse. Maybe they, they get caught in a lie and so they try to lie their way out of a lie. And then they try to lie their way out of that lie until they've gone in this 
this huge tangled mess of lies. There's people like that. There are other people who, who they try to go it on their own without God at all. And so they think that their whole world revolves around them. And then they start to get a deluded sense of self as they go on, on that tangled mess of, of selfishness. There are people who try to do everything without God. And then there's those who hopefully, I'm looking at you guys right now, and then there are those who don't want to do anything without the presence of God. Then there are those who, who want God with them every step of the way. Then there are those who, who, whenever we do make a mistake or fail at something, because we all make mistakes and we all fail at things at some times, instead of trying to fix the problem on our own, we take time. We turn to God. We ask God for guidance. We ask God to, to be with us and to guide us and, and to take us on the journey that we need to go on. We ask God to be among us. There are some who try to, to forget and to walk away from God, but then there are others, hopefully you who I'm sitting here looking at and looking at online, then there are others who hopefully lean into God and feel God's presence and take God's guidance no matter what we go through in this life. Now, in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, we have this verse that I think is quite powerful. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, he says, Our message of the gospel came to you, not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, with full conviction. Friends, we might not be able to be in a tent meeting God like Moses did, but my hope is that all of us can experience the Holy Spirit with power and with full conviction. Maybe you've had those times before where you've experienced the Holy Spirit in your life. Maybe you've had those times before where it's like God just, you know, just, just washed right over you and you felt God's presence. My hope for each person is that all of us can know the power of the Holy Spirit with full conviction. Because we are living in such a crazy time that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit's power. We need the Holy Spirit's presence. And we need it with full conviction. Because right now we are living in such a crazy and chaotic time that it is too much for some people. I've talked to some parents who are usually like the most easygoing parents. And they're happy and they're involved with everything and their kids. And they're, they're so pleased to, to help out with every situation. Situation. I've talked to so many parents today who are so stressed that they're at their wits end. I've talked to so many teachers who, who feel like they're failing every single day because they don't know what to do because technology goes wrong or, or it, they don't know what's going on with some of the kids that they're supposed to be working with. And so we have teachers who are so extremely stressed. You know, I, I know that we have so many situations where things are just kind of a, a mess for people and people have such crazed, chaotic uh, presences all among them that they can't focus on what they need to focus on. And I saw this meme just this morning. I went onto Facebook early this morning just for one second. I have no idea why, but I'm so glad I did because I saw this meme. And in this meme, you're not going to be able to see it for very well, but it says, you know, the first picture is that regular anxiety. And then it's he's holding regular anxiety along with COVID anxiety. And then suddenly you've got election anxiety added on. And then suddenly you've got some seasonal stuff and, and some other worries and, and everything, everything kind of piling on. I think what's going on now in this crazy COVID kind of time that we're living in, in this crazy pandemic time that we're living in, I think what happens is that we are getting so overwhelmed by all of the stresses and all of the anxieties that we're forgetting about the presence of God. We're getting so overwhelmed with all of the stresses, even the technological stresses, which I confess I have. We're getting so overwhelmed by all of this that we're forgetting about the presence of God. I think what's happened is, is that all of us were so stressed in so many ways that, that maybe we're, we're just trying to do everything on our own. We're being like the Israelites, trying to do everything on our own and, and maybe making a, a bit of a mess of it, when what we really need is we need the presence of God. We need that time of an intimate meeting with God where we can slow down all of the busyness and breathe. Breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need a moment where we stop everything that we're doing, and we do exactly what we're doing right now. We just stop and we worship. 
and we breathe. You know, especially people who talk as fast as I do. We don't breathe well enough. We talk and we talk and we talk, especially, yes, if you're like me. But we don't breathe. It's the reason that I needed to go on vacation last week. I was like, I don't care. What I, find a state that, is, that we're able to get into right now and let's go visit it because we needed a vacation because I needed a break from technology because I was getting so stressed. And instead, I needed to feel the presence of God. And so that's what we did. We went away and we felt the presence of God and we took a moment to breathe. And when we breathe, we breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit. So friends, as we navigate our way through this crazy, chaotic time, we need to remember that we need to lean into God. Because that's what Moses did. Even when God said, that's it, you know, I'll send an angel with you, but I'm not going to go with you. Even when that happened, Moses is like, no, no, like you can't leave me because Moses knew the presence of God. That's what we need to do right now, friends. We need to lean into God. We need to say, God, I am stressed and this time is crazy and I need you now. Don't leave me, God. We need to to pour into the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to, to tap into our faith. That's what we need to do right now, especially if we are overwhelmed by the, the craziness and the chaos in this world. We need to lean into God instead of stop and stop trying to do everything on our own, but instead depend on God. That's what we need to do today. So friends, in this crazy chaotic time, how can we be more like Moses in this chapter and lean into God? How can we rely on God? How can we tap into our faith and feel that power and that conviction of the Holy Spirit? Do we need to make sure that we are taking time for Sabbath rest? Do we need to make sure that we're taking one day that that we put aside to worship and to breathe and to focus on God? Do we need to maybe calm all the busiest down in the middle of our crazy, chaotic day and just breathe? Do we need to take time where we put in our schedules time to pray throughout the day? Okay, at at 8 o'clock and and 10 o'clock and 12 o'clock and 2 o'clock, I'm going to take time to pray and to refocus my mind on God. What do we need to do to lean into God? We are living in a crazy time. And the way we're going to make it through is if we lean into God. Are you ready, friends, to feel the presence of God? Are you in need, like I am, of the presence of God in your life? Do you want to be like Moses and feel God's presence? And if God starts to walk away, say, no, God, you can't leave me. Then let's make room for God even as our lives get crazy. Let's make time for worship. Let's set time for prayer. Lean into God, and then we will feel the power of the Holy Spirit helping us through all of these trying times. So let us join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for this day and for gathering us here. Lord, I thank you for every person that that gathers here in worship or tunes in online. I thank you for each person that has calmed their crazy and chaotic schedule to take a moment to worship you. Now, Lord, I ask that each person who's worshiping you this morning is able to feel the power of your Holy Spirit. Pour your Holy Spirit upon them, Lord, because they need you. We all need you right now. Help each and every person who is gathered here with us online to lean into you and to feel your presence and to know your presence. Lord, I ask that you just surround each person who's worshiping you with your love and with your power. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Let us now worship God with our morning offerings. You can donate online or there's a basket in the back of the sanctuary. of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all, and may you feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Go and be blessed. 